What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to All Canadian, the Tuesday episode. Connor O'Neill, Wade Zanketa here. Wade is back, much like his University of Toronto Varsity Blues. He took a bye week during the OUA show, so Marsh and I held it down. Welcome back, though, Wade. I hope you had a great weekend, dude. Thank you. It was nice to get out fall camping. Uh, a little chilly at the nighttime, but it's perfect for me. Uh, but yeah, I was following along from a distance, and what a week we had. Oh, uh, dude. <laughs> certainly one for the record books as a bunch of top 10 matchups, some upsets. I'm going to have to walk some things back, but we got some things pretty darn right. Uh, but before we get to that, just a reminder that Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This September, CFP listeners, before it's over, use our exclusive promo code CFL during checkout to see, receive free shipping on your first order over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be of legal drinking age. And Canadian Football Perspective is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, helping you return to play safely with the latest innovations, the Fox 40 Tri-Layer Whistle Mask and the Fox 40 Electronic Whistle. To check out these products and more, visit fox40shop.com. When you do so, enter the code CFP15 at checkout to receive 15% off your order at fox40shop.com. Let's kick it off here with some OUA action. You got the recap on Sunday. You are going to get a bit of another one here with Wade and myself, but we are going to run down our players of the week first. And we got a lot coming out of the battle of Waterloo because dudes are making plays on both sides of the field in that one. Offensive player of the week, you guessed it. Trey Ford, 15 of 22 for 226, three touchdowns and 169 on the ground. Had a couple chunk plays to make up a lot of those yards. James Basilyaga had a big 76-yard touchdown as well. Trey Ford had a 44-yard long run, which uh, seemed to last much longer than 44 yards, but uh, so that's a great day by the Waterloo Warriors as they dominated their crosstown rivals. Yeah, Trey Ford certainly had a big day in that one, as did his teammate on the defensive side of the ball. James Hinsberger, the linebacker, earns himself player of the week honors on the defensive side of the ball. 11 tackles, two massive interceptions in the game as well. He was all over the back end of the field, making the day very difficult for the Laurier Golden Hawks passing attack. Shout out to him because he had a huge day. Two INTs, same game. Wow, that is a big start uh, for them. I mean, we knew Connor Carousello was out, so the Waterloo defense had to take control, and they did that. They did exactly that. Last but certainly not least, because he had maybe one of the biggest days in the OUA. Yeah, that is going to be kicker from Guelph, Eric Strand. So why don't you let our listeners know what he did on the day? Hit two huge field goals in the third quarter. And to add to that, they were 45 yarders. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, let's just go into it right now. I was on record last week saying, you know, I don't really understand why Guelph is in the top 10. They had a lot of guys leave. Who is really left on this roster? The Guelph Griffins must have listened because they went out and said, we got some guys. In fact, 
we're better than the team that they ranked number one last week. So congratulations to the Guelph Griffins. Uh, very exciting to see how competitive this West division is going to be. Yeah. And I can't, I can't let you walk that plank all by yourself. I believe I was right there with you saying, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Let's pump the brakes on the Guelph Griffins here, but certainly, certainly not the case. They came out and absolutely dominated in that game. And I mean, Hey, we were concerned with who was going to play quarterback for these Guelph Griffins. Sean Law, the kid from the CJFL, had himself a pretty productive day in this one. You know, he didn't have the eye-popping stats. Like, he didn't throw for over 200 yards, over 250 yards, but he certainly did everything they asked him to do. He ran that offense well. And the Guelph Griffins came away with a win, and I think that's the most important thing in this one for Law, the first-year starter. So let's move to the Battle of Waterloo which I, I saw this to uh, Sean Stevens kind of said the battle in, in hard quotes because it was a blowout Trey Ford and the defense just kind of took over, put it in cruise control and sailed through the rest of the game. Yeah. Did they ever, we, we mentioned how big of an impact that Trey Ford had in that game. But for me, it was the Waterloo defense that, that really controlled that game. I mean, they limited the run game of Laurier, which we knew Laurier was going to come out and do. They're usually seeing that comes out and tries to run hard and sneak some long gainers in behind you with maybe a bit of play action stuff, a little bit of, you know, motion stuff, screen stuff, but not the case in this one. The Waterloo defense was all over the field. They were outmatched, outnumbered, or sorry, the Laurier Goldenhawks were outmatched and outnumbered by a tough, tough defense in I said this to Marsh, and I don't know if you heard it or not, so I want to get your reaction. Is this a hot take or not? The Waterloo Warriors right now, for me, are the best team in the OUA, I think, all around. There's nobody that can do what they can do on offense right now, I think, with the versatility that Trey Ford offers you up. They still have a great run game with Mets when they want to run it, and there's weapons all over the field. That defense is scary, so who's beating Waterloo right now in the OUA? I'm not sure, but before you announce anoint the Kings. Let's see them play a Laurie team who's at full health because without Connor Caracello, that was a much different team. And let's see them play someone different than Windsor. So before you anoint the Kings, let's see them have a weekend like the Calgary Dinos had this last weekend. We will get to that because we got a lot to say about those Dinos. Um, Queens though, two and oh, Tough situation for Ottawa. You saw, I think there was three or four different uh, ways to honor Francis Perron pregame. You saw the jersey coming out with Braden Krugy on the kickoff team. You saw the jersey standing with him at uh, captains and also the moment of silence. So uh, very well done by Queens and Ottawa to honor their lost teammate and lost family member. Uh, Queens, though, dominated in this one. Yeah, Queens looked very, very good. I I really like ugh, I really like what I've been seeing from this young Gales team. And can we like seriously, can we please start talking about Queens in this discussion for being a top 10 team in U Sports? Like, have we seen enough out of this Queens Gales team? They've beaten both of the Ottawa teams, Ottawa and Carlton. Now they're 2 0. They're the only 2 0 team in the East. And they've been playing lights out. James Keenan, the second-year starter, looks great. Rasheed Tucker, you called that one, had himself a day on the ground against the GGs. If and our good defense, old boy man. Connor Burton Shaw didn't vulture Rasheed with two <laughs> touchdowns, 
Uh, no, yeah. shout out to Bert. The big the, game. Have you seen game. the end zone? <laughs> No, your tweet bullshit. was perfect too <laughs> nobody knows what you're talking about but that was only amazing. only guys that played with Bert understood my tweet but uh no great to see him get in the end zone but Rashid had a, had a day and, and when that all o-line gets pushing and rumbling uh you add Keenan's legs into it what he can do from the pocket this team this team does look like they are and now that we have some news out of Carlton that we are going to hold on to for a bit more uh it does look to be Queens's division to lose it does it really does and you know their defense isn't hurting their case Anthony Anthony Federico another huge day seven tackles two sacks four TFLs this is kind of not in the sense of you know that they're going to be a Vanier Cup team but to me and I said this to uh to Marsh on the OUA show too like this is kind of flashes of the 09 Queens team like we're just going to run the ball down your throat we're going to smack you in the mouth with our defense well, let's, let's and remember. Brannigan did throw the ball all over the field, but they are trusting of... <laughs> Keenan enough not to maybe throw for you know 35 40 passes a game, but still, <laughs> he's a good quarterback in his own right. No, and and the beauty of the 09 Queens offense was you had Brannigan in his fifth year, right? Let's not forget James Keenan is still a young quarterback. Um, no, no, I, to- I totally understand, but no, that. there, there are bits and pieces of it. The aggressive, the aggressive front seven, Beck's style of play comes from that Pat Tracy style of defense. So, I mean, yeah, you can definitely make those draws to it. Um, Steve Schneider runs a similar-ish scheme to Pat Sheehan when they had the 9 run. So, it's possible. The other OUA game, Carlton, 30-17 to win over the York Lions. Tanner Young, 250-ish and three touchdowns in three quarters of work. He did sustain ankle injury, which may affect his status for next little bit uh but we will hold on to that news until it is made public by the carlton ravens yeah good game for the carlton ravens and tanner de young certainly showing that he is one of these certainly showed that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the oua glod malale again another day from that dude 112 and a touchdown he looked very very good in that offense and Keaton Bruglings looked big in the red zone too. Uh, two touchdowns in the money zone for them. Let's talk Can West because they got underway this week. Uh, it is all Vanier Cup champs all week long. The new unis, the black pants, the black piping came out. It looked clean. Uh, if you guys want to check out some extra video content, go check out Lemon Spread. Yeah, at Lemon Spread on Twitter and Instagram. He does all the visual content for the football team and oh my god killing he it have he has some talent um killing but of, it but of course josiah joseph the phil Potts, 628 yards of total offense against their biggest competition that people assumed would be the saskatchewan huskies um shout out to pat sheehan man Dude, this scheme looked so good. The Philpots were all over the field. You couldn't touch them. It didn't matter if you tried to man them up. It didn't matter if you tried to like kind of contain them in a zone. Like they were open. They were open no matter what. And this is not a bad Huskies team. Like let's not let's no. not let this go under the radar because the Huskies played damn good football. They just ran into a very hot University of Calgary team. Man, those like if that's how the Dinos are going to play all year long. I am afraid for every team in the Can West right now. 
and front of the show, Pat Panko was at the game. He said Sas DBs looked like they were chirping the Philpots early on in the game. Bad idea. That's what I texted him. I said, uh, might not want to chirp those guys. Maybe uh maybe find someone else on the offense to chirp. But uh no, let's uh let's you and I both tweeted this out. Let's start the formal campaign right here, right now. Josiah Joseph, Heck Crichton favorite as of today. Man, I think uh I think we might have found our our Adam Vance for 2021 here in the form of JJ out for the, the dinos. Like, I know people probably think we sound like dinos homers here, but like, we're not, we just enjoy teams that can execute games perfectly. And that's exactly what the Calgary dinos did and, here you know, in their first week. It wasn't perfect either. That's the thing. Like it looks perfect because of the numbers they put up, <laughs> but let's not like, let's not forget. They, they still had some turnovers, right? Like, yeah. Like there were two fumbles on the game for the dinos. Um, but like the Philpots, I mean, Jalen 13 for 246 and two Tyson eight for 155 and one, like, yeah, sweet. Like, let's, <laughs> like, let's just throw the two guys out there. Uh, How do you defend that? You don't. Like, honestly, <laughs> you have to have a all Canadian DB at half at, at safety and at corner and just hope that you can mirror them to side to side. But then Pat would just motion to cross. And I think for Saskatchewan too, I like just before we move it, move off of this one, like I think for Saskatchewan, this, this also just highlights the impact that Josh Haggerty and Nelson Lacombo had on that Saskatchewan secondary, because they're not yeah. there anymore. Well, you're talking look to what CFL DBs, right? You're yeah, talking no, to exactly. guys. Um, but let's not, let's not leave out the big guys up front. Uh, 159 rushing yards as well. And, of course, they gave J.J. all that time in the world uh, to throw. They did give up two sacks, but, you know, 628 or 614, sorry. I'll correct myself. There was a deduction for yards lost on a sack probably. 614 was the official yardage. I'm sure they'll take those two sacks. Um, But Logan Bandy, Tyler Packer, Como, they're back rolling, ready to go. Um, I saw yeah. JJ's uh, Instagram story after the game and his jersey was looking pretty clean. I know they play on turf, but still, <laughs> it didn't look like it was very scuffed The up, old man. adage does hold up. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but no, shout out to Pat Sheena and the Dinos offense for getting going in week one. Josiah Joseph, 451, three touchdowns, add 33 on the ground, and that's week one. Man, an insane week one. And there were some good games in the RSEQ as well. Concordia went down to the wire. They went to overtime with Sherbrooke. Montreal hammered on McGill. That was a game I was excited to see. And Montreal kind of said, oh, you guys are, are kind of, you know, looking at McGill. McGill's piquing your interest a little bit. Nah. Nah. And uh, let's not leave out the East Coast. We had – oh. And not, let's not leave out the West Coast, U of A – toppling UBC 44-19 and Manitoba getting the win against Regina in tight fashion uh, <laughs> with a big old Brock Gallenlock 31-yard scoop and score to kind of steal the deal. But Manitoba, big comeback. Shut out in the second quarter, 13 points of their own after scoring a late touchdown in the second quarter. They found their groove and they just kind of trucked along throughout the rest of the game. 
Yeah, I was uh, I, I was kind of following along with that one. And I saw Regina was up and it's, I, I kind of did a little fist bump. I was no way. Let's go. Like, nice to see the Rams getting in there. But then Manitoba soared back into that game, steals a win out in the Can West. Some fun games in the AUS too. Smew debuted some new uniforms. Those all whites with the maroon helmets. Um, I've seen those before. I think we have seen very all white jerseys before. with maroon helmets. I think we have. Um, they, think, they look clean, so. though. It's a clean look. I mean, I like, I, I like gonna, all white. I do. Ottawa finally did it this year. I know I already said it, but Ottawa finally went to an all white pant, and I was so happy about it. Hey, did you like the all grays this week? I did. Actually, I did. I thought they looked really clean in person. Um, I like them much better than the Detroit Lions All Grays. I think the Detroit Lions All Grays are absolutely disgusting. The U Ottawa Gigi's All Gray looks fantastic. Quick note before we move on from the U Sports action, uh, we've got honorable mentions here, but Kyle Borsa, the CFL Combine Freak Show, seven receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown along with 14 yards on the ground. So the run game wasn't going very much for the Regina Rams, but Josh Donnelly and the passing attack seem to be working. So Coach McConkey, uh, they've been scheming it up for Donnelly to succeed, and he had some early success despite the loss. U Sports honorable mentions outside of those two guys. Tanner DeYoung, like we mentioned, 250-3. and three. Federico, we mentioned two more sacks. UBC receiver Jason Soriano, seven for 144 and two touchdowns. Congratulations for him. Yeah, he had a big day out in the Can West, seven, 144 and two. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you can you can call that a pretty good day, pretty productive. He played pretty well for those UBC T-Birds. A guy I want to spotlight, Oliver Roy from the RSEQ, the Concordia quarterback. Listen to this stat line, 29 completions, 38 attempts, 580 yards, five touchdowns. Baby Dunnigan, what a day for the Concordia quarterback as he moves his team further into the top of the Quebec conference standings. Yeah, he was so close to a perfect QBR too. So close. Oh, big day for him. So, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, he would have been one of these guys. Who, sorry. Yeah, big, big day for him. Uh, big day for all these guys, really. So shout out to those guys. Those are just some some massive stat lines, some guys that went off that, you know, we wanted to show a little bit of love here, but aren't going to spend too, too much time on. We are going to move into the slate of CFL games, too, because we do oh have to goodness. recap those. What what are we like? Where do we go here? Hamilton, Ottawa. Everything went under uh, Hamilton's defense. Like we can say it looks sick, but like you were playing against. Ottawa who didn't really know what to do. And then Dom Davis got hurt throwing a pick six. And then Matt Nichols thought that he was uh, Derek Henry and tried to run over people and ended up injuring himself both on the six game injured list now, by the way. So uh, uh, is Nate Bahar the starting quarterback for the Ottawa Red Blacks here? No. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Caleb Evans or it's going to be Tyron Christian, but uh, they, they I mentioned mean, that it would be Evans today as a starter, but uh <laughs> Like I don't really, know, man. Like both of them are rookies. Uh, Devlin Hodges still has to get himself sorted into Canadian football, the quarantine situation, the offensive playbook itself. Yeah, Lapo said he's probably still about two or three weeks out. Yeah, so the from Ottawa, like, just throw your hands up because nobody really knows where it's going. But Nate Bahar, 
100% completions on the year. <laughs> one for one, man. Great day from him as quarterback. The most efficient quarterback now on the Ottawa Red Blacks roster. Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. Hamilton, they're going to need to do something on, on offense. Obviously, I know they're playing with their third-string quarterback, but still, I don't think their defense, as good as they do look and as good as they are, I don't think that they can keep relying on their defense to score them these, you know, INT return touchdowns, these pick six touchdowns, like you, you just can't rely on your defense to do that week in, week out. Cause no. you know, while the well is nice, it's going to dry up at some point. So the same that was, for uh, Ottawa too. you can't just rely on Devontae, Devontae Dedman Dedman to, to go return for, a kick every game. Touchdown. Like you can't just hope for that as your sole point output every week. Um, Friday night under the lights in Toronto, Montreal. I told you guys, I told you. Curly Gittins, man. Uh, I, I told you guys Toronto was going to come with that win, though. They always come off a loss with a win. I told you. Yeah, Curly <laughs> looked good, though. Curly did look good. Um, I missed the betting in this one. Well, I hit the bet because Toronto, Toronto got the win, but I missed the under in this one. This game went way over. It was nearly a 60-point game. VA, dude, like, we'll get to Willie Stanback in a second, but VA... We've been asking him to, you know, we've been asking Montreal as, a, as an offense really to stop leaning on these, you know, big plays and then short drives, big plays, short drive, big play type offense. But VA, 30 of 39 in this one, two touchdowns. Yes, they lost, but Montreal showed some some improvement, some consistency, and then stand back, dude. My God. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hope and pray in CFL fantasy that Willie Stanback is not on a bye week every week because oh. – just pay the money, put him in your lineup. You will never regret having him there. 139 and a touchdown. Yeah. He's I like, regretted it. I regretted it big time. I regretted half my other roster, but that's that's a weekend weekly tradition. Uh meanwhile, BC. Wow. Well, sort of. Wow for the first half. Yeah, and then wow, what the heck in the second half? <laughs> oh, that was your wow. Yeah, okay. There's two. Uh, there's two ways you can go with that wow. Yeah, wow, they look good in the first half. Wow, they look good in the first half. Wow, they imploded in the second half. Um, I hit the Riley under. I did hit the Michael Riley under. Lucky Whitehead again. Uh, you know, showing us why you spend up the money for Lucky Whitehead in fantasy. Glad I did that once again. Uh, BC man, I really thought BC should have won this game. I don't know really what happened. Like, I guess obviously Saskatchewan uh, made the adjustments that they had to make because they came out and won the second half 22 to 10. They looked like a completely different football game entering the second half of that game. Okay. But ask me this, like why you're up by a point, you're going to kick the ball. Why are they lining up to do a pooch onside towards Lucky Whitehead? Like, you like second best returner in the CFL, not named like, Devonta Dedman? Like, yes, he fumbled. Yes, he scored a touchdown out of it. But why are you putting the ball there? Like, kick the ball to the opposite corner of Lucky Whitehead. Like, put it deep. Don't, like, are you trying to cover the spread? <laughs> like, Man, backdoor cover of all backdoor covers but like i don't i don't understand the the thought process of hey we're up by a point let's try an onside or a moonshot a short moonshot and end up kicking it directly to lucky whitehead 
Well, even like, yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and like, let, let's, let's go here with this one. Cause even let's say that kick goes up the war, like the routine play happens. BC falls on the ball and they get the ball on what the 45, let's call it the 45 yard two line. Seconds. There's two seconds. So you're hoping that someone muffs it or the ball bounces and it kills the two seconds. But why are you trying it that close? Why wouldn't you try and put it further down? Like at least hit a drive down to the down to the corner, or at least heck, try and kick a rouge. Like just yeah. boot one as far as you can through the end zone. Get an extra point if that's what you're really looking for. Like I, yeah, I did no, not I understand because kinda... I was like, oh, they got they took the lead, and then all of a sudden it was, oh, wh- why are they why are they doing this on their kickoff team? Like. I, yeah, I didn't, I was, I was not, and especially, yeah, I don't know, to kick that, to kick that ball to Lucky Whitehead in that situation, you're almost asking for it to get housed, but for them, it was, it was thankful that, thankful that it didn't, but uh, yeah, so that wraps up the CFL games for week eight, coming into week nine, we got a Tuesday game this week, it is Tuesday today, so why don't we do a half Tuesday, covers, half Connor covers. Tuesday edition of Connor's covers here? So we're doing a half Connor's covers with the Tuesday game. Uh, CFL scheduling uh, kind of throwing teams for a loop here. I'll take football on a Tuesday, though. Not often. That you I get will. That, so. I will take <laughs> it. And then you can get your matching on Wednesday, you know. Uh, but right now. Elks minus seven in the nation's capital. Against the third string quarterback, or do we say fourth? Because Nate Bahar is kind of hundred percent completions. Uh, I'll I'll give him the title of third string quarterback. He is going to be taking all of those reps, so I guess he gets the the title of starting quarterback. Caleb Evans. Um, this one's tough because Edmonton is also without Trevor Harris. He will not be traveling. He was listed as full participation for the last two practice days for the Elks. However. It will be Taylor Cornelius that gets the start for the Elks in this one. I said it last week against Hamilton with their third string quarterback. I I thought that a 10 point spread was a little bit generous and barring that roll pick six, I would have hit that cover by 0.5, but I still would have hit that cover Uh, seven point spread in this one for a team that Ottawa has already beaten. That really isn't that much Sorry, that that is really in kind of the same situation as Ottawa just in the Western Conference. Yeah, they have, you know, a leg up on on maybe a Calgary, but even then Calgary has bested them as well. So I am going with Ottawa to cover this one again. I I don't know. I don't really feel good about that, but I think a a seven-point spread for Edmonton is a little bit too high because Edmonton, when you look at them, they can't score either. They can't score either. They had that one big game. On Labor Day, where Trevor Harris had 400 yards and four touchdowns, but outside of that, have they really scored the ball? Not really. And with with Taylor Cornelius playing quarterback, you know that the offense is going to be running through James Wilder Jr. So if I'm if I'm Ottawa, I will I will stop James Wilder Jr. And if your wide receivers can make plays with Cornelius under center, who threw three picks last week, I can live with that, I guess. But at least their quarterback has taken CFL snaps. Yeah, no, that's true. But I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. It, to me, it's just, I think Edmonton's going to win the game. I obviously think Edmonton's defense is, is the better team in this one too. And, and that's going to help them. I just don't know if Edmonton can outscore Ottawa by seven. And it just seems a little bit big. 
Point total, 44 and a half. I'm assuming you're going under with all the quarterback controversies. With the quarterback controversies, with the fact that Ottawa can't score, with the fact that Edmonton can't score, I'm taking the under in this one. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then give us some player props. Yeah, so the not many out and available not many out and available for this one with the weird week that it is and with you know the uncertainty around certain positions but in this one the total rushing yards for Timothy Flanders is set at 39 and a half Ottawa doesn't run the ball too too well but I think with this one with the situation that they're facing Flanders has seen an uptake in yardage, do you trust Caleb Evans to put the ball in the air 25, 30 times? I don't know. So I think we might see a, a little bit more uptake in Flanders carries in this one because of the situation. And I think that might push the over in his yardage. So I'm going Timothy Flanders over 39 and a half yards. And then on the flip side of that coin, total receptions. Mike Jones was Taylor Cornelius's favorite target in the matchup against Winnipeg. Mike Jones's receptions is set at three and a half. So I'm saying over to the Mike Jones reception total just because of the connection that uh, they had, that he had clearly developed with Cornelius in, in his first start. I mean, you have Darrell Walker on that team as well, who's a damn good wide receiver, but it was Mike Jones who was getting most of the targets. And that comes to the end of the first half of Conus Covers. Catch the second half Thursday uh that's all we got for today though panda week connor panda week it's on the line pedro is on the line uh hopefully hopefully your ggs can bring him home one more time i am very 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 excited for that one i will have to contain my excitement until thursday though we are hoping to be there so if you see us there come say we'll let you know if we're there too you guys will be able to find us uh, absolutely as always uh don't forget that whenever you guys do want to catch out the oua games because we are going to have a full slate you guys can do that at oua tv all games free live stream uh and if you want to get stats schedules scores and all that jazz go to oua.ca and find the football tab uh under g1 sports as always The Canadian Football Perspective is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, helping you return to play safely with the latest innovations. The Fox 40 Tri-Layer Whistle Mask and the Fox 40 Electronic Whistle. To check out these products and more, visit fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15 for 15% off. And while you're gearing up for football, do so with Sawdust City Brewing Company. Sawdust City offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more about beers like the Lone Wine, which kind of knocked Marsh down, kind of knocked Sam down a little bit after they did that tasting. Check that one out. It was a great video. That's over up on YouTube. But this September, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use CFL during checkout to receive 50 to receive. Use CFL during checkout to receive free shipping on your first order over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be of legal drinking age to get in on that action. That does it for us for Tuesday, and we will catch you guys on Thursday. 
As always, you guys know where to find us at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective. For more and for the OUA's upcoming slate, stay tuned to our social media channel. Have a good week.